Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today is abundance teacher and money coach, Jody Lynn Craven. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Uh, Jody Lynn, this is going to be uh, an episode that is somewhat familiar to longtime listeners of LOA Today because you've met Joel Elston, I believe. And yeah. Joel went through absolute hell when he was young. He was arrested. He went to jail. He went through all kinds of crap. And then he was able to turn his life around. And, and today he's a highly successful life coach in the Richmond, Virginia area. Um, now, that all happened roughly 30, 35 years ago when he went through all his turmoil. Um, we have a guest today who much more recently went through a similar set of turmoils and he has turned his life around and he is becoming a coach to other people. It's like, this is like the Joel story 30 years later, <laughs> which is going to be really, really fun. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. So his name is John Kimball. John, welcome to the program. And first of all, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. We're always good, man. Thank you. All right. That's great. Um, so, I mean, listeners are, are familiar with this kind of story, but we always want to hear the individual specifics. So tell us your story. Tell us, you know, where you, where you've come from and, and what you've been through and, and how you've come out the other end. Yeah, man. Like, so I'm raised Simsport, Louisiana. And I mean, I was always raised in a Christian based home, like I always say. Uh, surprisingly, yeah, it was like, I mean, the perfect, all close to the perfect household. Nothing's ever perfect, but it was mm-hmm. close to it. And I mean, I just got influenced by the wrong people. You know, I started hanging around the brother of the biggest known drug dealer in the city. And obviously, if you hang around drug dealers, who people who mm-hmm. smoke weed, you're going to smoke weed, too. I mean, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. Who you hang around is ultimately who you're going to turn out to be. So that's pretty much where it stemmed from. And that led to gang violence and stuff like that. And then he always had my back when we were dealing with that type of stuff. So I felt a strong bond and a strong connection to him. So, you know, I always stuck with that person. And then that person didn't have, so to say, the best habits in the world that really aligned him to his best self. So we started going down that path of just self-sabotaging through vices and drugs and all this stuff. And it really was, it started off with weed, you know, it always starts off with something like that. So that's what it started off with. And then started to finding ways to get money for weed. And that led to like robbing houses and stuff like that, you know, these felonies and then, um, Ultimately, that led me in handcuffs and getting arrested for multiple felonies and misdemeanors. And then when I got out or when everything was back to normal, so to speak, that's when I really started to really all it was was just trying to be a wannabe gangster, you know. So I was just trying to drown myself in these vices and desires because of the internal pain I was feeling. I was trying to find an external solution for it. And then that led to me selling what I was doing and then. The selling led to my parents finding out, and then that led me down to a more darker path of depression because I just I realized that that was all the pain I was causing to them. And we all know that everything that we give onto the world, we receive right back to us internally. So that's pretty much where that turmoil and pain came from. And long story short, I mean, <clears throat> that led me to drowning all that internal turmoil towards drinking and stuff like that, like I said, looking for an external solution. And then that just caused me to self-sabotage more and create all these limiting beliefs within myself that led me to try to take my life twice. That's why I don't even drink anymore, because the last time I drank, I tried to take my life. And then that led me to getting put into a psych ward, um, isolated inside a room in a psych ward, 
And then they wanted to diagnose me as a sociopath because of my criminal background and all this type of stuff and give me, put me on meds, therapists, send me to rehab. But I refused all of it because I never even believed, I never really believed I was one. I just believed I was participating mm. in actions that were sociopathic, you know, like we're never depressed or, or anxious. I don't lay, like to label anybody as that shit. Like we're participating in actions that cause us to be as such. So, I mean, you know, I got out and <clears throat> the thing was when I got out, I wasn't using anymore, but I did plan out my own death. I wrote death notes and all this type of stuff. And th like I said, I wasn't using, but that, that really was a pinnacle in my life when I planned out my own death. Cause I was like, damn, it's getting that bad. I was like, I really got to change. So this was the last, this was the last, last pinnacle moment of the whole story. We were on a trip in North Carolina. I don't know. We, me and me and that guy I was talking about, we stole some liquor from a store. We got high, drank and all this type of stuff. And my parents saw this. They were destroyed by it, of course. And I used to tell them, I don't even care about you guys' feelings. Like I was, it, it was, it was pretty, pretty fucked off. But after when we came back, that's when I came to the realization of how much pain I was causing to them. And I mean, I just broke down and I just gave my dad a hug. I told him I was sorry for all the pain I caused. That was the first time I've ever said sorry to them for everything I did throughout the years. And wow. that's much what, yeah, that, that's pretty much what changed it. it. Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but from what you just said in your story, I get the feeling there was another thing there that really made a big difference because the way you described it, I don't remember what your wording is. I'll use my wording. You never actually thought of yourself as being a drug addict, a person who was caught up in all this stuff. You, you just thought of yourself as somebody who was using this kind of thing. In other words, you didn't, you didn't create a sense of identity around it like so many people do. Why, how do you think you managed to do that? I mean, that, that's a quite a feat, actually, because, I mean, there's a lot of people who will not be able to come through something like that without creating an identity around it. But you did. How'd you do that? Right. Yeah. And of course, at the time being, I really wanted to go to jail and in the psych unit and all this type of stuff. I wanted to because I was like, yeah, that, that's what I am. You know, so I did kind of identify myself as that at the time being. But ultimately, I realized that, like, as time and time went on, that, uh, I mean, man, you see people in there and they're all dealing with the same shit. You know, they're all dealing with the same problem. It's common problems just magnified to their highest potential. So I was like, wow, bro, like this is like none of these people. We're all the same. Like we're all the same in here. We just have different actions and habits that align us to that person and then to that outcome that those habits and actions were directly aligned with. So I was like, none of us are truly sociopathic, depressed or anxious because some of these people when they're talking and meditating and all this stuff, they're at like the most highest positive state possible. Like, so how was that person a sociopath? Like that guy is not mm -hmm. homicidal right now, you know? So I'm like, wow. So when he is participating in habits that strictly align him towards the person he wants to become for his future, then he's not what he seems out to be. So really it's just habits. You know, that's what I realized throughout the time being. Like I had habits and a mindset that directly aligned me to like the psych ward and jail and stuff. And now I have habits and actions that directly align me to the best possible future husband and father I can be for my future wife and kids. And it's just simple as that. Wow. Jody Lynn, are you as impressed as I am? I mean, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, Johnny, make it sound so incredibly like black and white and simple of like, you're not that you're just identifying as, and mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. 
I like I'm shocked how how simple you've made it, but also how you came to that clarity. Just it like it just came to you that this is there was a difference between being sociopathic or, you know, depressed and, you know, doing the actions or habits or however you put it. Like, how did how did you really figure that out? Did it just come to you? Uh, yeah, it really did because this is what happened. So uh, when I was in the psych ward, I, I got, like I said, I got isolated. And a man's most useful word reflects more and every, he reflects more when he's isolated. So I was isolated and I was really reflecting and reading. I read the art of war like four times because I was so intrigued in it and this personal development stuff. <clears throat> and I realized all the universal truths and laws out there. And I really absorbed all the knowledge. And I, I realized that, like I said, it's the actions that people partake in. So a lot of people indulge in the knowledge and all that stuff, but they never really actually follow through with the action. Like it's not a knowledge, it's an application issue, like they say out here. So when I was doing my internal dialogue and my reading and reflection in the psych unit, I got out and I implemented it through action, you know. So that really opened up a big opportunity for a clarity and abundance to come in because when you actually partake in the actions like when you live what you preach on a day-to-day -day basis then you do get opened up to all this clarity and stuff so yes i've learned it through reading and reflecting and it's the informational age so i was all over on my phone reading podcasts and stuff but the moment that i truly felt it instead of just reading it is when i implemented it through action and i followed through on my words that I was in the goals I was setting out for myself. And when we do that, we get clarity in return. We get to tie these tangible words together that we never knew possible. You know, it's like, it's like information from, from a way higher frequency than us, like from above. Totally. You said when you felt yeah. it, did, do you know why you felt it? Do you, do you know what that tipping point was that all of a sudden you, you weren't feeling a moment ago and now all of a sudden you're feeling, or, or was it more of a gradual thing that happened over time? Yeah, it was like a gradual thing because my conscience, that small voice inside always called me to, to for better. It always called me towards a way better version of myself, but I always ignored it. And the more we ignore it, of course, the more it magnifies and the louder that call of our conscience gets. So I always did feel that pull towards the best version of myself toward it, with my inner conscience. But like I said, it, it builds up time after time. And eventually you look back and reflect and realize all the pain that you cause to everybody else, because this is what I, a quote that I love to live by. It's everything in which you wish to receive internally within yourself is what's most needed to be externally given onto others. So simplified, mm -hmm. basically meaning, um, if you want positivity, you have to give out positivity, you know? So mm -hmm. over the time, I just really read and indulged all of this wisdom from the, all these podcasts and all of that stuff. And yeah, my conscience was calling me towards greater and the moment that I actually like tipped over and was a pinnacle where I changed for the better was when I did something that was most hardest for me when I told my dad I was sorry and I gave him a hug like that was the hardest shit ever so the moment I did that mm. I just got a huge enlightening feeling back in return and that's what most people avoid everything that that people avoid is what's mostly needed to be ran into you know that's all that was needed to be done really because it was just acceptance I had to accept that it was all my fault. And the moment I did that and the moment I accepted that it was my fault for all that you guys' pain, so I'm sorry for that. And that's the moment that I changed.
it's what we call radical responsibility here on the show. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to accept responsibility for this thing that I really don't want to accept responsibility for. And, and I like the way you described it because the way you said it, it made it sound like you were, you knew it was there. You were aware of it. You, you just weren't going to let it in and you weren't going to let it in. You weren't going to let it in. And then finally you had that moment. Like I think you yeah. said it was where you, you gave your dad the hug and, and, and said you were sorry. And you, I, I was really intrigued. You described that as the hardest thing. And yeah. I think I kind of get that because you knew you'd been living another life in a sense. You'd been living up by a different set of rules, perhaps. And those rules were directly contrary to what it was you were about to say. And that, that, that is hard. That, that's coming to face to face with your own reality and, and the reality that you've created. That's the radical responsibility part. And I love how you put that it gave you exactly what you needed. Like, I, I don't remember the word that you used, but you said you felt a certain way. Um, and it, it gave you exactly what you needed. And that's why it's important to do those things. I like that. Oh, yeah, of course. It always is. That's what I do every single day now. Like, I always hated getting up early, but now I get up early. Like I said, like I run right into what's most what I most want to avoid now. So I have my 2.40 a.m. wake up and my workout and then I do my morning reflection in the morning because it's like I said I've always reflected <clears throat> throughout that journey even in the psych unit um isolated so now I'm still reflecting I did like I said I do my wake up workout reflection and then that really gets me set for the day you know because I mean nobody wants to wake up at 240 and go right into a workout and then do morning reflection and, and sit deep in that regret to really expose the weakness in their character instead of exploiting and staying 10 foot tall on their strengths, you know? So I look at the day before and see what I regret then. And, you know, it's painful, but that's what's most needed to be done. Like I said, you know, so I can really expose that weakness. And so there's no flaws or anything in my personal development process. And then that's pretty much what it is. Like I need my morning process. Like I need air. Like I I cannot survive without it because it really aligns me with the best possible version of me. And it, it deters me from that path of any negativity or anything like that that was ailing me once before. But yes, like you said, I mean, man, these problems now out here, these simple problems are just truly magnified from complete ignorance of the conscience. Like nobody's truly, on, truthfully honest with themselves. And the truth hurts. That's why they don't want to be really honest with themselves. That's why I believe in compression so much because that's what my dad gave me. That's what I needed. Why would you give somebody comfort when comfort was the thing that destroyed him in the first place. I mean, it just it makes no sense. Really interesting. One, one other thing that you just said there that I want to uh, get you to amplify a little bit more. You talked about how you, uh, in your morning ritual, your morning routine, you give a, a lot of attention to the things that you regret. I'm wondering, is that the entire routine or is there more that you do besides that? No, no, yeah, that, that's the <clears throat> basis of it. Like I get up <clears throat> on my two, uh, two forty AM and then I post it on my Instagram because, and that's the crazy thing. I've been posting on my Instagram before I got arrested when I did drugs and now I post this stuff and now everybody sees it and it gets crazy. But yeah, I do my, my two forty AM wake up, then my workout because I really can't receive anything from above until I'm in an optimal state to like a higher frequency. So I get my workout, I get my blood moving, that blood oxidation level going. That allows me to get in flow state and receive this abundant knowledge and wisdom from above. So then I do my morning reflection. And yes, I look back, I see what I regret, and then 
I really think about it. Let's just say if it's something simple like missing a meal. So now I'm, I create like an action plan for the day to not miss a meal. So eat at this time, this time, this time, and then boom, it's fixed. Now we go on to the next problem, you know, and then, <clears throat> and then after that, after my morning reflection, then I'll just go throughout my day. And whenever my frequency drops, like whenever I start to get in a negative or a neutral state, then that's when I do something that'll alleviate it. Like a main thing that I do is burpees because that, that always alleviates that negative state. Because, like I said, I don't want to do burpees midday. I'm tired as hell getting up at 2.40. So the moment I actually run into it and do it, because it, because I realize that it's all just a mindset trick. And when we push past the mental and physical capabilities of our body, our soul takes over. And that's when we do reach a higher frequency of what I call it. Because it, basically all it is is just not being held down and not succumbing to any negative temptations or biases or desires that you were plagued with once before, no matter how small or big they were. But that's what the morning process consists of. Interesting. So I've got two takeaways there to address. One takeaway is that you, uh, the, the morning process is like the kickoff to doing a, a variety of things that you do throughout your day to physically push yourself to the point where once you reach that, that physical limit, at that point, you're able to tap into the higher self, to the spiritual, however you want to describe that. And that's where you start getting your downloads. That, that's a really interesting process. Oh, it is, of course, because I can't, I've tried to receive the abundant wisdom and knowledge from just like getting up and sitting there, but I have to get actively moving. Like you have to act your way into thinking positively. You can't really think your way into some positive action, you know, because, and you can't go into a negative situation with a negative mindset. So that's why I'm always trying to alleviate it through positively acting, doing something, like I say, that I don't want to do, like the burpees, or even talking and giving positive, positive wisdom and knowledge to someone else. Because like I said before, you know, the quote stems back to right now, everything in which you wish to receive within yourself is what's needed to be given onto others. So I give pos positivity onto others and I get it received back within myself. And then that even opens up a huge amount of enlightenment for me. So now I'm ready to receive. So there's multiple things. Jody Lee, I mean, there, there's an interesting take on how to open up. I mean, we've, you and I've talked about that a lot. We've <clears throat> talked about how you do it as a channeler and so forth. Have, have you encountered mm -hmm. the approach that he's talking about? Yeah, I think so. I mean, in, um, in like a, a workout or like playing sports or like something like that, when you hit that physical peak, what comes to my mind is, um, the runner's high people talk about it. Like you just get to this point and then there's this, this moment of clarity, awareness, whatever, when you've pushed past a certain point. So yeah, I've, I've definitely heard of that. I think it's interesting, John, how you keep doing it because people will do it during their workout, but you use it as a strategy to connect. It's, it's almost like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's almost like instead of sitting down to meditate, to connect, you're using that physical aspect to connect and doing that multiple times a day. Oh yes, of course. I mean, like there's many ways to get in a meditative state. There's that one. And immediately <clears throat> when the fitness stops working, because yeah, you get in flow state after doing a workout and then what, you know, when that flow state dies down, and you, maybe you don't feel like doing another workout or maybe that doesn't work for you anymore. Then I run right into something else. Like even like at a job 
or doing chores or something like that around the house, some monotonous task that you don't want to do, but you do anyway. And then you get in another flow state. It's like another high. And then you just go from high to high all day, but it's positive highs, of course, you know. So when that stops working, then I go, you know, do some business work. And if business is slow, then I go do, let's say, you know, talk positively something on the camera. And then I just go back to the workout. So it's like a repeative cycle of just flow state, flow state, flow state, you know. So it's never, and that's what it is. It's, it's either you're at a high frequency, not desiring any anything at all, no vices, drugs, any of that stuff, sex, women, nothing like that. And you're completely optimal and prime to success. Or you're at a lower state, a lower vibration, or a neutral one where you're kind of desiring this stuff. You don't really feel like doing this. You're procrastinating. You know, it's either high frequency or low frequency. So I try to get myself in a high frequency state as much as possible. You know, and then that's what I've tried to do all throughout the years is just simplify it to the max. Because a lot of people overcomplicate it and say you have to do a bunch of shit in order to feel better about yourself. You have to take this, do this, do this. But I'm like, no, like, motherfucker, just get in a high frequency, just get in flow states, get in a more higher frequency. Like, hit the floor and do some push-ups or burpees, you know, every time you're desiring something. Like, somebody called me, I know I'm 18, right? <clears throat> but this wisdom is applicable to anybody. Somebody that was 50 called me about two, three weeks ago, and he said, dude, I know you're 18, but I just felt a connection with you. Like, I, he, and he just got admitted into a psych ward and he came out and they prescribed him to all of this shit. And then he called me and then, cause he called me cause he said he tried to call a therapist, but they said they weren't available. They're only available on the Tuesday coming. I'm like, what kind of shit is that, bro? You can call me at two in the morning and I'll answer and pick up the phone, you know? And, and then I just told him, I'm like, dude, you're in a selfish ass state. You know, like everybody has these common ass problems. You're just magnifying it. You know, you're thinking it's all about you, but how about you outwardly seek someone else's problem instead of solely focusing on yours yourself, you know, and then go help somebody else out with their problem and then you'll get helped out in return. Even though you expect to get nothing in return when you go outwardly seek, but you do anyway, you know, that's just how, that's just how God and the universe works. I love this. Got, do you have questions, Jolie Lynn, or do I keep going? I mean, because I don't want to step on your toes on this one. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, uh, uh, yeah, a few things I'm really loving here. I like how you are able to basically do a little check-in. I call it check-ins, uh, where I check in with myself throughout the day to find out how am I doing? You know, high vibe, low vibe, where am I at? And then when I notice that I'm not at a, uh, in a space or at a vibration that I like, then I make some change or try to make some change in order to, to, switch that around that's a fairly advanced thing to do you, you seem to have incorporated it like it's nothing i'm like what <laughs> that's really impressive yeah. I, I i'm trying to convey to you i'm very impressed with the fact that you check in so frequently throughout the day because seriously most people who start learning this stuff that's not one of the things they do first and you seem to have done it right out of the gate so congratulations on that <clears throat> oh thank you man that's just what it is right it's like instead of consuming all this knowledge i don't even I don't really read that much anymore. I just really go off of one quote and just uh, apply it throughout the day. So like they think too much, they read too much, like you're consuming too much goddamn knowledge. Like can you actually <laughs> apply it and make these action and habit plans and stick to mm -hmm. it consistently? Because if you consistently hold word to yourself throughout the day, no matter what, you'll get the, the abundance, knowledge and clarity that you would get reading a book or something, you know, so I just go like partaking in the action state and it might not work for everybody. What works for me 
usually it works for everybody, but I mean, some people, my drawing might be their, their thing that gets in the flow state. So cool. You go from like workout to drawing to job, whatever, you know? So it's really just, just learning throughout applying it, like actually applying it and living it, you know, like, so for the past two, three years, instead of reading and then, then fucking off and doing this, like I've been actually living it and applying it day by day and not getting too caught up in the future are too caught up in the past. Like I'm really in the present moment, bringing a hundred percent to that day because obviously we all know that tomorrow's not promised. So we have to focus on what we have today, what we have now, you know, doing what we can with what we have now until we get more. So just day by day showing up one percent, getting one percent better every day, planting little seeds that grow over time throughout the end of the year. And that's pretty much all it is. I just show up every single day and give my best self to everyone else. Honestly <clears throat> I like I'm a life and fitness coach. I never even knew you can charge for this shit. Like I just wanted to, I didn't like, like people saw me change my life and they came to me with their problems. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude, let me help you with that. Like, this makes me feel amazing. You know, I have to give you, I have to teach you this. Like, let me teach. And then, so I would create, I don't know. I would do their, their nutrition, their macros for them. I would hit people up in the DMS all day long, just trying to reach out to them and help them <clears throat> because I knew how much it saved my life. I knew how much it changed my life, you know, because everybody's outwardly seeking for these pleasurable desires through these instant gratifications. Like, I mean, it could be anything. And yes, I, I mean, I don't really do or live in a balanced lifestyle saying that a little bit of it is good. Like I completely knock it completely out of my life. But hey, I, I'm just I'm going to just say what I say. So watching TV and all of this other shit like drinking uh, porn, whatever, jack, whatever, whatever people do, that's instant gratif instant gratification that really alleviates that pain just for a second. Mm -hmm. If it's just not congruent towards the life they want to live. And I don't partake in any of that. It's completely gone and rid of throughout my day because of the discipline I built time after time, really through fitness. So I, I teach people that. And it, I mean, they they know how much it changes lives because it's the law of exposure. Once you're exposed to it, there's no going back. Once your conscience sides with it, like your your conscience is always calling you towards greater because now it's exposed to a way higher version of yourself of all and what you could be. So every time you try to be less, your conscience calls you towards greater. And then that's what I've just done throughout the years. And that's what I do now. I expose people every single day on my Instagram to every like on the stories on everything and what they could be like, you could be jacked like this. You could have a mindset like this. You you can completely rid all your vices and desires like this. You know, once you think a certain way and act a certain way. Oh boy. I love that. I love that a lot. You, you mentioned earlier too, how uh, you've been posting to Instagram for many years, both back when you were the earlier yeah. version of yourself and, and now that you're in the, the new version of yourself. And, and I'm not surprised that you've gotten some eyebrows raised and some, you've probably gotten some pushback and are you crazy dude and all that kind of stuff. But have there been any surprises? Have, have people, have there been some people who came back to you in a way that you, you were surprised at the way they responded? Uh, yeah, like that 30 or 50 year old that called, I mean, these happen randomly. Like I don't expect anything from anyone. Like I say, I just get up every day and whatever happens, happens. You know, I just move on and keep, keep forward progressing and, and just winning in life. Mm, but, sure. but yeah, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there has been surprises like people coming to me saying, uh, like I, my content every single day is what keeps them going. I'm like, Oh shit, dude. Like what? I never expected wow. that. You know, nice. yeah, 
I know, yeah, and it's like, like, this is the reason I keep going, bro, like, and oh, wow, this really hit me at this moment, like, I'm so glad you said this, like, this ignited the fire that was burnt out from me for, like, two weeks, and I'm like, oh, shit, like, I never knew I had that impact on people until they started telling me that, you know, and I was, so, yeah, it has been surprising, and I mean, <clears throat> that's the thing, when you don't really expect the result, when you just do it just for the feeling, you show up for the feeling, and... I mean, you don't really expect anything in return, and it just comes to you, you know, without you even knowing it. Let's just say if I was desiring a, re a certain result, then yeah, sure, I would I would have been stopped, you know. But that's the thing that people do. That's why most, like, aren't successful in these type of businesses, because they go after the wrong immediate uh, desire and result, and then it ends up to them quitting. So I just show up every single day for the feeling, for giving to others, and actually, it's kind of, I say it's kind of selfish because I have to give to others in order for me to feel good myself. Like, I, I, like I need this too. I need it just as much as you guys. Do. Like, I, I need this. Like, I need to give onto others so I can receive it back within myself. So it's been very surprising throughout the years. He, he definitely sounds like a coach, Jody Lynn, because he always comes back to that same core concept every time, right? Mm hmm Yeah. Absolutely. Over and over again. Yeah. Which is yeah. what a good coach tends to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love to John, how you're so unapologetic, you know, like this is just how it is. Let's just move forward. Let's go. Um, I think it, that's, it's very inspiring. And I think that I would have taken a lot of courage to be in the situation that you were in and be like, no, I'm going a different direction. I think a lot of people would have stopped themselves uh, you know, like, what are they going to think of me? Or like, I'm going to be yeah. letting them down. Like you said, you had a, you know, a really good relationship with this individual who led you down the wrong path, but mm. kind of sounded like you felt, you know, that you, you were obliged to him in some sort of way. And that's a really difficult thing to get out of. Mm -hmm. So is there oh, yeah. anything else around like your mindset or things that you were telling yourself that helped you move so far, like 180 and go a completely different direction and say, I don't care what they think. I'm doing what I want. Yeah, of course. And a lot of it is ego and fear. Like once I completely alleviated fear, like from out of me, because <clears throat> I mean, a lot of people don't go through these experiences in life. Some don't. I mean, there's a lot of people that do, but I have, you know, like I feared death many times. I've had to pull out a knife so I wouldn't get my head splattered and everything. So fear on the little shit, like people's opinion is completely rid of out of me. Like, I don't care about that anymore. No, especially, especially that, but just validating myself with my habits and my actions really allows me to only care about what I think instead of what others think. But not everybody's actions are validated with the positive stuff. Just starting out on a, a personal development journey, like you were saying, you know, like back then, yeah, I, I did think I was like, wow, this is my first speaking video on on my Instagram story, what are people going to say? Like my followers are drug dealers and this type of stuff. Cause that's what I posted back then mm -hmm. before I got arrested. You know, they, they see me post this positive shit and it was, but I was like, whatever, you know, I just do it. And then I have absolutely no fear instilled within me. And I don't know. I just really, I just really cared about, like I say, getting up and reporting above because this is the thing. Once I felt that, call from my conscience or God instilled within me. Like I knew there was no deviation from that process or path. So I knew like he called me to make a speaking video, even though he calls us to do little simple shit like that. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna do it. 
but and I knew that he was calling me to do it. So I knew regardless of how I felt, I had to post that video. You know, it started off something simple like that, but it all stemmed from that call of my conscience. So if you know you have to do something within you, like you have to do it no matter what. And that call keeps getting louder and louder the more you ignore it. So eventually you're going to do it. And eventually the more you follow through that call of your conscience, then the less validation you'll seek from other people's opinion because you're validating yourself from that call of your conscience, God. You know, you're validating yourself from what he thinks of you. And what he thinks of you is returned right back directly back to you through your confidence and your worth that you feel within yourself. Because like I said, the more work you put forth into yourself, the more worth is provided. So the moment you keep continuing down that path and answering that consciousness call, no matter how small or little it is, then the more confidence you'll get instilled within yourself and the more valuable you'll feel about you, no matter what you've done in the past or what to come in the future like you're just living in the present moment because you're so proud of who you've created you don't give a fuck about anybody else's opinion people now still think like they still look at me weird i know they still know that i've done this and done that in the back of their mind like people that live around me and i i go to church on sunday so they see me there on sundays i mean some of them don't even look at me but i'm like whatever dude i validate myself with what i do on a day-to-day basis i know i'm changed i mean you know, I, my habits are strictly aligned to the person that I am. You know, you're fat and sloppy in a fucking pew looking at me all jacked and ribbed. I don't really care what you think about me. <laughs> you know, like, like, bro, I don't And then, and then having a, ton, uh, a crap load of trust helped too. Like, but sometimes it doesn't help. Like I lit, I got a call from Capital One saying there was somebody took like $1,500 out my bank account. And I was like, Oh shit, I got to stop trusting people this much. And see, but see, that's the thing. Once you rid those self-limiting beliefs and those limitations from yourself and you just don't give a fuck about the outcome, like you'll stick to the path no matter what will happen. You rely off of faith. Like fear is what if faith is even if. So you rely off of the faith. Even if it happens, I'll still be good. Like it still doesn't matter. I know that I'm doing what's right. I know that what I'm doing is validated through God and that's the only person that matters. So I'm going to just keep doing that no matter what everyone else thinks. It's really interesting, too, because the way you told that storyline just there, it sounded like that internal voice, the God voice, however you want to describe it, it got so loud it drowned everything else out. Is that right? It did. It 100% did because it's so powerful. Like, it starts off little at first. Everybody else's opinion out there is so loud. That's why it's. That's why it feels so good when you actually earn it. That's why it's earned because everything else externally is calling us towards destruction. You know, all the pleasurable desires. Let's say the 10 people that's doing this, that's going down the negative path, that's calling you to. All it is is a test within your character to see who you've constructed throughout the year. So the moment you actually listen to that small little voice that's not so powerful at the moment, once you listen to it and trust it with faith, then it becomes powerful because you, okay, cool. You've had the, you you really listened to it and you stuck with it through faith and you had the faith to actually follow through that small voice that ended up into something big because you had enough faith to really follow follow through with it instead of like I said instead of validating yourself with everybody else's opinion and it becomes it becomes so powerful at the end because like I said my when I get up in the morning it's earned like I have to earn that positive state nothing truly rewarding and positive is earned in this life like it, I mean it is earned in this life like it's nothing given to us so that's why my early wake up my my workout in the morning my reflection 
I don't like doing it, of course, every single fucking day, but that's what raises me to a positive mental attitude, my PMA, and that's what raises me to a high frequency. So, and that's what I need in this life. Truly, I'm sitting here remembering what I was like when I was 18. And then I'm looking at John and like two entirely different people, like wildly different. I was lost. Mm -hmm. I had no sense of where I was going in life. I didn't have any, any clear want. I wasn't, I wasn't engaging in criminal behavior. Well, no, nothing significant at that point anyway. <laughs> Give me a few years, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I was just lost. John is sitting here like he is, he is on. He's got his game is on his whole thing. He's got his whole thing laid out for himself at 18. Can you imagine that? No, no, it's, um, it's, uh, it's striking. Um, when like you're confronted with it, it's like, holy crap, this is amazing. How, how much, you know, I mean, age doesn't matter. Um, but the way that you carry yourself and the, the things that are coming out of your mouth, just, it's not typical of an 18 year old. It's certainly not typical of my 18, my first, first 18 yeah. years, not even close. I mean, no. not even in the same ballpark. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's like, it's like, uh, so the only time and everybody is always, they're like, fuck what? Cause I speak like this in person. Like I said, I, I told people this, I say, I speak about personal development and frequencies better than I have a normal conversation with a person. Like I literally <laughs> talk about this. Like I can hold a conversation about this, about this shit way more than a normal conversation. I probably talk <laughs> about this more than I, I talk like this to myself normally like who are you talking to like oh shit i'm talking to myself like i have two parties in my head or something but right. i mean and then that's all i've done though throughout the throughout those like what two to three three years was really just and how i transcended myself for who i was to who i am now is just action just abiding and holding my word to that call of my conscience and like i say i don't believe in age and numbers i believe in age and wisdom so the more wisdom uh, we get it is all it just stems from really follow through that conscience is called like no matter how old or young you are we have a conscience you know all of us do and that's why i always saw like these sometimes i i like i believe in this type of shit i see these very young people die and i'm like damn they must have done everything right because it was their time to go you know i'm like oh shit but it, no matter if you're 18 30 40 or 50 like this wisdom is applicable to anybody out there. All it comes down to is your habits and mindset truly aligned with the person you want to become. And that comes down to understanding universal laws and truths. And that's just what I did at an early age. You know, I was, I was disciplined even when I was uh, the criminal down the criminal route, I was disciplined through the addiction. You know, I would do anything for the next high or the next drink. Even the, the police officer that arrested me was like, Oh damn, I've never seen a kid your age commit this many crimes at once like usually they lead up but you just did it all at once and i'm like i'm like oh shit hell yeah i'm committed so even down that <laughs> even down the the criminal route i was committed so so the moment i the moment i the moment i turned it around into something more positive then i'm really committed down this path and now i'm fucking people off even at a 30 years old with my personal development and what I'll do on a day-to-day -day basis because of how committed I am. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, John, um, what's it like with your relationship with your parents now? Like, 
Oh, yeah, it's great. Well, my mom, she never understands why I get up at 240 and stuff. She gets mad at me for that. And uh, she's like, you don't need to do, like, why? there's no use doing that. You know, and I don't even try to explain because I sound, I don't know, I sound like a, like a stupid guru every time I try to explain something. <laughs> Talking about frequencies and all this shit. And she's like, and she, I don't know, she just, she, she, she doesn't understand it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's whatever. If, you, if I had a kid... And if I was like, why are you getting him at two for getting him at two forty in the morning? Because I mean, yeah, I can understand that, but I mean, yeah, it's a great relationship now, though. I mean, I love them. moms and pops. Like, I don't, <clears throat> I've I've transcended so much to whereas even when even when I have this negative thought going on in my mind, I'm like, oh fuck no, I gotta hit the floor. I gotta do some burpees or something. Like, I cannot show up with negative energy to them, you know, because I'm so grateful for them throughout my life that. I mean, I can't show any negativity towards them. And everybody's human. Of course I do at times, times being, of course. But like I say, as long as I have my personal development process to really realign me to that higher frequency, then it's very minimal, you know, that negativity that's like exerted from me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm, if I am ever negative, I just, be, like, I don't say anything. I don't say shit because I know if I say something, it'll be negative or I'll talk back or something. So I just, I don't even say anything sometimes. But it's a very good relationship. I can just picture you randomly dropping down and doing burpees. Does that happen? <laughs> yeah. Just in a crowd of all, people? All, like, all the time. All the time. Yeah, in a crowd, in stores, I'll do it. It doesn't matter where I'm at. Like, if I'm going negative, I'm like, hold up. And my mom knows that, too. She's like, do some burpees or something. Like, because if I'm cranky or something like that, like, any any situation. Like I was going to speak at a at a church once, and I was dropping down doing some burpees because um I mean I have to I have to get that that blood moving and everything in order for me to really to really like I said receive from above. Mm-hmm. Like I'll do it in class. I did it in class. My friend was like testing my ego. He's like, you wouldn't do burpees in class, and I just started doing them in the middle of class because I knew and I knew I was going negative, you know. Yeah. So it's just yeah. <laughs> And then that's the thing, though, even even something like that, you can always refer to it as not listening to society standards, not really paying attention to what society says, just reporting above to that universal truth and law or God or whoever you believe in, you know, that voice within you to just listen to that. Don't listen to don't be put in a box of what society thinks, like get outside of it. You know, it's not going to nobody's going to die. Nobody's going to get life for, for, for that, you know, so it's just just whatever. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Something else caught my mind too, my, caught my attention, because uh, you said your your big change, the shift started happening around three years ago, something like that. And it occurred to me that was in the middle of the pandemic. And so I'm kind of mm-hmm. curious, did the pandemic play any role in that? Or was that happening completely separate from what was going on around the world? That What was the connection, if any? Well, I always say that if you truly create a, an unbreakable mindset within, it doesn't matter what external situation or environment is going on. Like you'll be solid within yourself all through and through, no matter what situation or environment you're faced with. But some people are not strengthened within. So yeah, their external environment does phase them mentally. And sure, that's what happened to me. The isolation happened. And an idle mind is the devil's playground. You know, so uh, the moment that a person's idle, they start to desire the vices and they start to take vices and then their vices just leads to self-destruction and self-destruction leads to chaos. And that's pretty much what happened. Like the pandemic happened, but even before that, that's when everything started going on before the pandemic. And then the pandemic sure. just magnified it. 
you know, it just magnified it because everybody was isolated. And like I said, I never really hung around like friend, never really hung around friends, friends outside of school too much. Well, I had one friend, <laughs> I think he's listening, but he was, uh, his name was William, but I always hung out with him. But besides that, it was like mainly just, just criminal shit, criminal activity. And all that, that does bring me back to something. Yeah, they, they stopped schools and all of that shit because of the pandemic. And then, yeah, I really started to get influenced through like the phone and social media and all that stuff and these mm-hmm. criminal movies. Cause I, like I, I would watch movies and listen to songs and get so hyped. I'm like, Oh shit, I'm going to rob a house. Like that's how it would be like. I'm not even lying. And like I would get up even early just to, just to change the color, like removable spray paint on the full wheeler so nobody would know the full wheeler, put on a ski mask and then go do something. Cause it was all influenced through the behavior of <clears throat> like the phone and all of this shit like that. Because, I mean, when you're isolated and you can't hang out with anybody, I mean, you're going to look for something, especially if you're not strengthened already within and you don't have a personal development process with you, you know, so you're going to start looking outwardly for stuff to really fill that void within. And that's what I did. And then that's pretty much also what magnified it. So once again, the external events, you don't allow them to drive your life, but you do use them the way most of us do, which is to use them as sort of a mirror to say, here's the world reflecting back to me where I'm at. And the pandemic was reflecting back to you this idea that mm. you're, you're, yeah. you're in this place of, of isolation. And what are you going to do with that isolation? You, you could have kind of, you know, fallen victim to it. And you mm. didn't do that at all, which is really quite remarkable. By the way, where did 2.30 come from? I mean, that that's a fairly early time. Where Where did that time frame come from? Yeah, two forty. It used to be six. I used to get up at six and be like, "Hell yeah, I got up at six. Like it's fucking early. I'm I'm the best." <laughs> and then I was like, and I was like, "Oh, my conscience is telling me to get up earlier." Because I heard my mentor, like my mentor now, I heard him talk about uh, getting up. How how an early wake up time is your conscience calling you to get up early? Like your conscience is calling you to get up earlier because we're more grateful when we get up earlier for life. You know, when we sleep in and when we don't want to get up, it's like, oh damn. Like, you, you, somebody just died on the cross for you to just like roll over in your bed. Like, no, bro, like get up early and really show gratitude for your life. And for some reason that really hit me. And I was like, oh, maybe I do need to get up early. And that's what my conscience called me to do. And that's the thing. Like, don't listen to what I say. Listen to where your conscience says. Don't listen to what anyone else says. Like my conscience tells me to say and do this. So I'm going to say and do this. My conscience told me to get up at six. Then it told me to get up at five. Then it told me to get up at Four fifty. Then it told me to get up at three, and then that led to like two forty. And I think two forty's like to peak. I think it's cut. I don't think I'm gonna get up any earlier than two forty. What time you go to bed? I go to bed at like I'll say normally it's around ten. Normally on an average time it's ten, but sometimes four and a half hours maybe. Yeah, some yeah sometimes it'll be eleven. Sometimes it might be twelve. Sometimes you know, and then and then sometimes it might be eight. You know, it just depends. Like, it depends on what I have to do for the day. If I'm bulking, though, because when you, you eat so much food when you're bulking, and it takes a lot of time. So I might go to bed lo- re- really late that night just trying to consume that food. But, yeah, usually it's around 10. It's around 10. Wow. Wow. I'm going to be really curious to see, you know, 10 years from now, are you still working the same schedule? That, that's an intense schedule. Mm-hmm. It really well, I plan is. on, yeah, I plan on being – and then – just so people can see that schedule, like I post it on my Instagram every single morning. Like I post my wake up on the time on my Alexa, it says 2.40, 2.45, 2.50, 2.55, 2.55, 2.55, 2.55, 2.55, 2.55, 2.55, 2.55, 2.55, 2.55, 2.
Then I posted me doing burpees. Then I posted me with with the book quote and reading a book and all of this shit because I literally post and show people my daily process because I'm showing them what saved my life. Like, like guys, like if you do this, maybe not too farty, but if you get up earlier and let's say do a workout and reflect and all of this stuff that I'm showing you throughout the day, then it'll change your life just like it did mine. You know, you just have to really stick to it. I continue to be reminded about my friend Joel Elston, who's one of my co-hosts here on the podcast. He does uh, the second show. This is the third show of, of the week, and there's always three shows every week. Um, and when uh, when Joel has told me about his own background and also the work that he's done in the last 20, 30 years, a lot of it has been working with uh, with, with kids, kids, you know, in their their early years or, or, or early teens. Um, and even up into late teens where you are right now, one of the things that he talks about a lot is, and, and this is something that I recognize in his stories pretty early on as well. When he is able to explain these concepts to someone, now particularly he tends to work with kids who are in the foster care system and usually the ones who the, the, uh, the social workers and so forth can't, can't do anything with. They're, they're the really, really bad problem cases. So they're the ones he tends to sit down with when when he's able to to convey to them how all this stuff works, how going within works, what the power of it is, you know, how the law of attraction works, how all this kind of stuff works. They get it quickly. And we both realize one of the reasons that happens is they just haven't been around long enough to have a whole bunch of baggage like us older folks do. We we tend to click baggage over the years. And and the amazing part about that is how quickly when you're young, how quickly you can just turn around on a dime. That's what you've done. I think that's one of the reasons Jody Lynn and I are kind of sitting here stunned because you made a, a really major, huge turn relatively easily. I think probably just because of your age, you just, I mean, you've been through some real bad crap. There was no doubt about that, but you didn't have such a preponderance of it, such a pile of it that it was just, it, it was like, you know, trying to swim through molasses or something like that. And yet, wow, it's still amazing. Even, even with that said, it's still amazing. Yeah. I never even, yeah, you did, I never even realized that. Like you said, like older people have that baggage over, over yeah. the time, you yeah. know, are young and rather than versus us young people who just coming in this world and easily influenced. So if we get influenced by the right behavior, even though, like you said, yeah, I've been through some shit, but mm-hmm. it hasn't been prolonged throughout years upon years upon years upon years, you know, then if we're exposed by the good shit, then, I mean, it's pretty easy to change because once we really implement the action and the habit plans, then, I mean, yeah, it's all up from there. Yeah, I really never thought about that. And it's really, it impresses those of us who have been on the planet for 30, 40, 50 years because we forget, wow, it really is possible to make a change that fast. It just seems superhuman. From your perspective, it actually doesn't seem superhuman, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. From your perspective, it's like, well, yeah, that's just what I had to do. But, you know, those of us who have been around here a while look back and say, how the hell did he do that? <laughs> right, right, love right. how simple <laughs> you've made it. Like you've just, it just is. And the, the confidence you have and your unapologetic way is just really inspiring, but also, you know, instills confidence. And I think everybody that's watching this episode right now, because I mean, you're just like, it is okay. And when you have that much belief in something, I think that is borrowed to others to mm-hmm. believe also mm-hmm. that, well, you can change. Just flip on a dime. It's easy. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. And like it, like I said, it's, it's 
applicable to anybody. And then the unpolygenically authentic is like a huge fucking factor. Because the moment that I'm trying to not be somebody who I actually am is the moment where I'm completely rid of any clarity. Like, I don't know. And especially, like you said, throughout the years of older people, like consistently, let's say people that had... I don't know, a fixed mindset or try to be somebody that they're not. And they consistently have done that throughout years upon years upon years, because maybe even their job has stopped them from being who they are. It's harder to be actually, and it's harder to seek deep within and really realize who they truly are. And then that's what I just try to do for everybody. It's like validate yourself with your own habits and actions to whereas, I mean, you don't really, you don't really care what anybody else thinks. You're not validated what they think, you know, like, it is like I've had nine to fives, but I mean, I, I mean, even that, like, like you said, 18, like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care if I get fucking fired from there. I will never stop being myself of who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like, you know, that's just a huge factor in my life because I'm not going to go and be miserable at some place when I can be completely fulfilled within myself right here, you yeah. know, on camera talking. Like it, it, you're just completely free and rid of any negativity or any plaguiness of your mind that you may have been once before, once you really be who you are. And if you're not proud and you're not truly happy with who you are, then change who you are until you are proud and happy. And it it is really that simple. You know, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it is that simple, you know, plain and just laid out like that, you know? So I've really just looked in the mirror and instead of accepting who I am for, even if I don't like myself, like if you look in the mirror and I mean, if you're, if you're a fat, fat piece of shit and if you're not happy with yourself, but you say you are and you're just like, oh, I'm accepting it. Then like, no, like actually change it. Why don't you actually change it about yourself so you can truly be happy and accept who you are, you know? And you can really follow follow down a complete path of enlightenment and clarity. And you can really see, you, now you have way more potential within yourself because you overcame what you most was avoiding. Like I said before, you know, you, you completely ignored that call of your conscience for so long now it's affecting others because now you're affecting others with your way of living and now they're ignoring their conscience. So you're really being selfish. So I'm doing you a favor by telling you that you should change, you know, and then I tell, I'll tell, I tell everybody in the world that like, I don't care who they are because like, I, I know that I don't deter from the path of my conscience. I know that I'm not plagued by any vices or desires. Like I'm so confident and validated within myself. Like, I don't care who who it is standing in front of me that if they're not following down the path of their conscience I know I do so and I know that I once didn't so I have the right to tell them that they should no matter how that comes out if it all comes out with good intention then it comes out with a good intention mm-hmm. you know I mean love isn't you, you're not gonna lie you're not gonna lie to somebody who you love so I'm not gonna lie to you you know people that try to compensate for your weaknesses and all this stuff and really try to lie to you and say that you're good the way you are. It's people who don't care about you. Like they don't want to have to deal with hearing your problems and your shit. Like I love people's problems. Like tell me your problems. Cause I know I have the solution for them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is really cool. This has been a fun conversation. A um, couple things we need to, to touch on. First of all, tell people how to reach out to you, how to find you, tell people how to find your website and so forth and, and talk about the specifics about how people, how you actually work with people when they're reaching out to you. Yeah, my website is KimballFit.com, and my Instagram is Kimball underscore fit. And, I mean, I always say they just can hit me up on Instagram, like DM me, and then my website leads 
to also a direct a direct message towards me and then I'm always in there like I'm responding within within an hour if you if you text me like it, it like no matter what I'm doing because that's that's all I care about like if I wake up throughout the night in the middle of the night I text people back like it, it's just whatever you know like I'm constantly on my phone because that's that's where I most fulfill that because I'm helping others but yeah that's pretty much the two places the two main places I'm at and they could just read a bunch of uh, informational stuff on my website because I've always posted free stuff on there. Uh, you know, very just giving free out free value on there. And there's a bunch of that on my website. And like I said, there's a place to contact me on there and my Instagram. Wow. I love it. Jody Lynn, you know how at the, at the end of every episode, I always like to uh, thank people and, 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 Thank them for things that they don't normally get thanked for. I mean, John was just talking about how he's got this free stuff on his website and he's always, you know, taking the DMs from people and, and helping at all hours and so forth. Um, John, in, in general, what I would summarize that is that you're, you're a giver. I mean, you may not have been a giver three or four years ago, but you've become a yeah. giver and, and you're all about the giving. That's the kind of person who comes onto the show in the first place. Um, and that's wonderful about you. Uh, but I also noticed a couple of years ago, we don't get a lot of credit for that's the ways that we help people that we're not asking to get paid for. We're not asking for some kind of response on, um, and and we end up just giving, 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 and and we don't get a lot of credit for it. And so I'd like to give some credit for it by saying on behalf of those people that you've never met, you've never seen who have been consuming your content on Instagram, who've heard you on podcasts and so forth, and who've been helped in ways that you never knew about on their behalf. Thank you for what you're doing because man, you're making a difference in this world. Oh, of course. And it's just like, I mean, it's just like you, I, I, I never really think, and <clears throat> this is what I was talking about earlier. Like for, for me to look back at my f- past success and be like, Oh, I've done that. So I can chill now. Like I look at it as everything in which I could be and should be doing. So I never really chill because I'm always like putting this pressure on myself and applying it to become better, you know? So I never really thank myself and I'm sure. I mean, I've always looked at podcasters, like people that, that host podcasts, like, like they, they go in there and they, so they just outwardly give all this value. Like I never even knew you guys would get paid for it. I still don't, I still don't even know how that works. You know, I'm like, damn, y'all just give a bunch of value and shit. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. You know, I mean, obviously we need to make a living from it, but I mean, people that are solely focused on the money and then, you know, not really the value they can bring or give to others. I don't, that's just selfish as fuck. So like I have massive respect for people like that, like myself and you guys and everybody else that really do outwardly give for others, like not really expecting anything in return. Like you didn't know who I was. You didn't know if I was going to come on here and be some lame or something or you just host it anyway. You know, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty cool. So I'll, I'll tell you, honestly, I, I don't do this. I, there was a time when I was trying to figure out how to make uh, a living doing this. And then I, I gave that up because I realized I might spoil it. I mean, the, the, the thing that I get paid out of this, if you want to think about it in terms of being paid is I get paid for the energy, the energy that comes through these conversations, man, it's just, it's mind blowingly good. And I realized that if I tried to turn it into a career that might actually screw it up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually happy to keep it the way it is where I'm just having conversations with good folks like you and Jody Lynn and so forth. Cause, oh man. I, I don't even know how I would replace it if I didn't have it. That's how much I value it. I mean, that, well, there's a really selfish statement right there. That one, yeah. that's all yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Jody Lynn, you got tied all together as I always ask you to do, but what, what's your takeaway? What's the one thing you want to point to and say, wow, here's how we're right today? Man, um, I'm going to, I'm going to combine two statements that I wrote down, um, inspired by and said by John himself. Stop looking for the external solutions to your internal pain. And the more you answer the call of God or consciousness, the less validation you seek. And in turn, the more that is returned to you. That's what we need to hear. See, that's why I always ask her to do the summary because she does it beautifully. Yeah, I I think that's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, That's the two things that I absolutely live by. I mean, yeah. I said too, and I never, and I never say that I came up with this stuff. Like nobody came up with anything, you know. It's all, of course, we're just vessels that put it in our own form of words and give it to others, you know. Because obviously, it's just one truth out there, you know. And then we just download that knowledge from the universe or God or whoever you believe in, and then we just give it to others in our form of word, you know. So it's not like, it's not like Albert Einstein or John Kimball came up with this specific quote from their knowledge and wisdom. Like, no, they downloaded it and then they put it in their own words. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to describe it. I love it. Well, John, thank you very much for joining us today, for sharing all this great stuff, sharing your story. And wow. I I don't know of any other way to say it other than to repeat what I said before. I am really impressed with you. I'm very impressed. I think Jody Lynn is too. Just keep up what you're doing because you're doing great stuff. Oh, yeah, I appreciate you guys for letting me come on and share which saved my life. I mean, any opportunity I have to do so, I take it. So I thank you guys. Thank you much. And thank you to our podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) 